We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Sobriety, community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 Unspoken words, episode forty-seven in the house. AK forty-seven, Andre Krilenko. How do you say his name again? Uh, uh, Kirilenko. Kirilenko. AK forty-seven, Utah Jazz man. He was he was the bomb. He was the man there. Back in the Disney before George Hayward, George Hayward. Hey man, Utah man, they're nothing to they're nothing to laugh at. Yes, sir. They definitely got a squad over there. Uh, their boy, their big man, and he was tearing it up for France. Man, he was dunking on people during the Olympics. You guys, who is he? Gobert, Gobert. Oh, Rudy. Yeah, man. He Rudy was, Jean. Rudy's. I'm gonna watch Rudy, Rudy's come. Rudy G's. Butcher Dugashik. <laughs> I don't even know how to tell you said. <laughs> really does the ball. <laughs> anyway, over here to my right, we got the uh, freak from Arrow Creek, uh, Johnny JC Lawrence. Your favorite Indian, JCB in the house. Say what's up. Yeah, what's up? And over here to my left, all the way from LG, he ain't even trying to preach. It's the Pod Gotti, Randy B. Say what's up. Yo, yo, yo. And you know me, MT Barrel from Arrow Creek. Uh It's good to be here. Welcome. <laughs> good to be here. Nothing Thanks but blanks. It's good to be here on Thanks on this level with you, gentlemen. Letting me be here once. On level 47 with you guys. On level 47. Oh, man, that's crazy. 47. 47. Weeks, baby. 47 straight weeks. We're here for you out there, our listeners on Flat Earth, because we care. Dedication <sighs> or devastation, baby. That's right. We, <sighs> here. we are the hashtag determined. That's where the thunder sound effects come in. Do we have? I don't, I don't know. think so. I don't think we have thunder. Oh, that's, that's Give us some Lulus. Give us some Lulus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd like to give a special thank you to Mona for them Lulus. Mona. Moana. Mona. <laughs> hey, what's the proper pronunciation? Moana. Moana. Mona. Randy calls Moana Mona. Princess Mona. <laughs> Princess Mona. <laughs> oh man! Our how do you, how do you pronounce Maui? Then I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuzzy just killed it. <laughs> oh. oh, do that one. All right, there we go. All right, all right. Um, the Cobra Kai Sensei Arrow Creek resident sensei has a game for us, so I'm gonna throw him the no look pass. The no look pass, got it. All right, so I just got some uh, general. It's, it's trivia time. General trivia time, and um, this time I didn't even, you know, I kind of got lazy, so I didn't put it into categories. There's none of that. Just some fun stuff. Uh, no keeping score. You guys can help each other out if you want to. 
I just want to hear your answers. Are we ready? Yes, we are. <laughs> Snake eyes. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you got to go sneak eyes like me. got to go sneak eyes like me. <laughs> what was his uh, name again? What? Uh, so Pop Kid. Yeah, so so the Pop, pop kid. kid. What was his um, Bastila name? Uh, Crab. 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 Jack Crab. Jack Crab. Crab? Oh, I thought it was Craft. It could be Craft. I thought it was Crab, but like. Oh, Jack Crab? Crab. Uh. Little big man. Little Don't big you man. remember me? Oh, you human beings. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Okay, here we go. So these are just, these are all over the place too. Some movies, some just general trivia. Just some funsies. The first one we'll ask you guys is what's the biggest animal in the world? Woolly mammoth. <laughs> What's the biggest animal? Woolly mammoth. What? Uh, you didn't specify extinct or not extinct. It's a, well, all right then. <laughs> today. Today. Elephant. What's an elephant? Like a shark. Oh. Shark. Mammal or animal? Well, animal. What's the difference? Mammal. Mammal's an animal. Mammal is breathes air. Okay. Sure. And give the and birth. the elephant, huh? Yeah, elephant breathes air. <laughs> and gives birth. Oh, they give birth. Yeah, that's a good one. Like don't don't lay eggs. Ah. Oh. But anyway, that's beside the point. Is any? I mean, all woolly mammoth. Of, oh, I got woolly mammoth. That <laughs> elephant that has those tusks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the man, bull elephant, that man, ele- <laughs> that man elephant, the herd bull elephant. Oh man, <laughs> what is it? That was, uh, the blue whale. Uh, I knew it was a whale. I told you, you said a shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you <laughs> the blue shark. That's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, here's a fun one. Here's here's one for you guys. You guys can help each other out on this one. Um, put the following Kardashian Jenners in order of age: oldest to youngest: Chloe, Kylie, Rob, Courtney, Kendall, Kim, Chris. Oldest to youngest. Oldest to youngest. It's reverse of what you just said. Is it? I don't even know. Nope. It's not. Let's see. Well, what did I say then? <laughs> Uh, I don't even know all the Kardashians. Yeah, I just I named know. them. There's um, Maggie, Maggie, Margaret, Margaret, <laughs> uh, Kim is the Alicia uh, oldest, right? Chris, Chris is older, and then Kim, and then the, what are those? The Kylie and Kendall. Those are like the younger ones, yeah, right? Yeah, those are the youngest. And then uh, Rob. they have two moms. Those two, they have different dads. But I mean, no, I mean, yeah, their dad became a mom. Yeah. 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 Kidner. Okay. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. They do have two more. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know no. those two are younger than as far as that. I think that OJ's daughter is like in the middle. OJ, Chloe. Yeah. So. Oh, is that OJ's daughter? Yeah, what they man say. looks like OJ. That's what they say. Oh, word. She looked like a killer. Yeah. <laughs> That lady was dirty, huh? It looked like a running back. <laughs> she walks around like a running back. She with all the homies? 
She got the juice. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> she's got the juice. <laughs> she got the juice now, kid. Yeah. Okay, so it's Chris's. The mother is 64. Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Rob, Kendall, and then Kylie. Okay. Courtney's older, huh? Courtney's the oldest. Oldish. Okay. Oldish. Why is like? So, um, <laughs> I'm trying to find one that, okay, which planet is closest to the sun? <laughs> Man, what are they getting? Oh, my goodness. So, what is Uranus? <laughs> <laughs> Only on a full moon. <laughs> is it a full moon today? <laughs> it's Venus. It's Venus. I say Venus. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I don't know. Come on. I will give you an extra point. If you, I would have gave you a point if you would have said you already asked us this before. Yeah, you did. Testing your memory. You did ask this before. Oh, I thought it was like the second for this or something. You're like, third what's rock the, from where? The third rock from the sun. Third rock, son. Third rock, son. Sun. Venus. Yeah. Venus. No, it is Mercury. Mercury. Oh, I knew it. Man. I knew it was an M. Mercury. Okay. All right. Here, here's Mercury. one. Here's Mercury, one. Saturn, Earth. No, I'm just kidding. Mercury, <laughs> Venus, Earth. Mars, <laughs> oh yeah, Jupiter, you did. Saturn. Yeah, you did ask that, huh? Last Neptune, time, because then he Uranus, said, sir, he said Uranus Pluto. Neptune. <laughs> he said I don't Pluto. know. Uranus is in there somewhere. Yeah, I think it's right before Pluto. <laughs> right before Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so juvenile. I love that. Anyway, okay. So <laughs> who <laughs> who painted the Mona Lisa? Vincent Van Gogh. Leonardo da Vinci. Holy cow. Right and the only reason I remember that is because... Was it da Vinci? Yeah. Because yeah. they said... Then he painted the Sistine Chapel? Yeah. Or no, that was Michelangelo, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, no, I was just like real heavy into that Renaissance era for a little bit there, learning all that stuff. Uh, but they said like the common conspiracy theory is that the Mona Lisa is the female depiction of himself. That's yeah, why she's ugly. Yeah. That's mm. why she's ugly. That's why she looks like she's half baked. Damn that forehead, girl. Damn that forehead. Five <laughs> head. Got a five head. Got a five head. She don't have dreams. She got movies. <laughs> HD. <laughs> HD. Oh. <laughs> okay, so. Moving along. Moving along. <laughs> How many vowels does the heart have? Four. Eight. Oh, what? Four. 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 Four vowels. And the reason why I know that is because there's four vowels in the heart. There's nine members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Nine times four is 36. So there's 36 chambers, son. Ah. Enter the 36 oh, chamber. Man. Wow. That's that's deep. Wow. That's, now you learn something new every day. Yes, sir. Is that how they got there? Yeah. I never even knew that. <laughs> what is the largest country in the world? Largest country? Yeah. Oh man, you almost got me. You almost got me. You almost got me on that one. Um, it is Russia. Russia. 
Why? What were you? Get, what, how come, what, were, what else were you gonna say? I almost said Africa. That's a continent. <laughs> South Africa is a country. Well, Africa itself is a continent. Technically, Australia is both. Hmm. Hmm. Not weird. Anyway, it's an oxymoron. <laughs> What's uh, the difference between a country and a continent? Continent is like the whole entire the land. Like the United States would be continent, huh? It's a country. America. America. No, America. Oh, North America would North be America. the continent. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it now. Turtle okay. Island. Turtle <laughs> <laughs> Island. Okay, so. Turtle Island Development Council. Hey. What is a baby rabbit called? It is called a kit, kitten. Rabbi. <laughs> a bunny. That is a bunny version of rabbi. Bunny gada. Rabbis, that's more than one, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole herd of rabbi. <laughs> oh, look at this little batch of rabbi. And if you heard it on the internet, it's got to be true. No, he got it. It was Kit. Oh, is it? Yeah, a kit. Oh, man. Not kitten. Dang, kit. you are pretty well versed in this. He's doing good. He's doing good. Yeah, man. Like, I, I don't know. It's Native Gator- version of Jeopardy. It's because yeah. I drink Gatorade Zero. <laughs> cool, refreshing drink. Orange flavor. Orange. Prefer yellow. Sold wherever you get your favorite yeah. drinks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to switch it up. What is Queen Elizabeth II's surname? In other words, what's her last name? Yeah. Dodgy hugger. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. Uh, what's her son's name again? Charles. But his last name. Uncle Charles, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uncle Charles, y'all. And I'm going to miss everybody. And I'm going to miss everybody. Some of the mother, mother. Oh, my God. Some of the mother. How do we go from Queen Elizabeth to <laughs> Bone Thug? I don't know. Oh, Andrews. That's her, isn't that her husband? The one that just passed away? Or is that her son? I don't even know. I think that was her son. Mm. She's older than dirt, man. She's so old, she don't even have a last name. She was born when there she wasn't was last born names. when they had last names? <laughs> Two is her last name. <laughs> <laughs> the second? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. Two uh, eyes. It's Windsor. Okay. Oh, her full name is uh, Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor. What you got? Yeah, that's a lot of names. That's a lot of names. Wicked, wicked, wicked. All right. So, okay. How many minutes in a game of rugby? 90. Nope. None? Nope. 49. 120. 60. 75. You're getting closer. Which one of us? 60. You, you came the closest so far, 75. 70. Wrong way. 81. 80. 80. Why, I wonder why 02 40 minutes last. I don't know. I I watched a little bit of rugby when they had on the Olympics. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, neither did I. It looked kind of cool, though. It, or never Native mind. Americans we are, came up with rugby. They, well, we used to play, basically <clears throat> played rugby in, out on the in the field when we were kids. Yeah. Oh, Indian football? Indian football. Huh. So, okay, um... Typically, what's the strongest muscle in the human body? Back. Or your legs. The back. 
I think your back has like five different muscle groups. But your legs. Oh, uh, sorry, I missed the question. Typically, what's the strongest muscle in the human body? Oh, uh, the brain. I don't think that qualifies. As <laughs> 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 what is it then? <laughs> Biceps. <laughs> your pectoral. The mind. The mind is the strongest. <laughs> no, it's the masseter. What the the, the main jaw muscle. Oh, because you can chomp down, huh? Really, really bite down. Okay, we'll give you a couple more, and then we'll we'll call it good. What does HE stand for on the periodic table? Helium. Oh, Hydrogen. <laughs> cool, cool. I practice chemistry in my spare time. Okay, so, all right, here's one. Final one. What did Jack Dorsey, Noah Glass, Biz Stone, and Evan Williams collectively create? X-Men. <laughs> X-Men. <laughs> I just like the way you said it. Yeah. Suicide Squad. No. I don't know. Can I get the question again? <laughs> what did Jack Dorsey, Noah Glass, Biz Stone, and Evan Williams collectively create? These are real people. And they yeah. made something that we all know today. Super bad. Nope. I think you heard Evan. That's why. You... I heard Evan Noah. Williams. Evan Williams. Hmm. I don't know. Bourbon. <laughs> bourbon. Jack Daniels. Evan Williams. Remember that bourbon? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that green label. See, one. You guys are mixing up these names now. See. <laughs> they made Legos. No. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they made the metric system. Twitter. Ah. Oh, they made Twitter. Yeah. I'm not on. I mean, I, I am never on Twitter. Knew but Twitter. Twitter. I was on Twitter <laughs> when it was cool. Like now, it's like the site where people go to hide. <laughs> okay, As we, we can't, if we can't go out on that. So, to a single decimal point, how many kilometers are in a mile? One point six kilometers. There we go. Now we can stop. Happy birthday to you. Hey, hey. Happy birthday. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I see that my mom always gets. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? Um... <laughs> there you have it. Your uh, reservation jeopardy. Remember when they sing them? What are they? Oh, the. Um, oh. I forgot what they're called. I forgot how they say it in Crow. Remember? Yeah. He's acting like he's singing. Uh, I forgot how she says it. Like, is she painting this one? <laughs> yeah, something. something like that. Anyway. Anyways. <clears throat> well, I think we are all warmed up and we are ready to go into our main topic for the evening, gentlemen. Yes, we so, are. So, DJ, whenever you are ready, 
Why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. They say I got to learn it, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't. I guess they won't. Just kidding. <laughs> You're anus. Coolio. <laughs> uh, I forgot the name of that song. Ain't nothing but a gangster's paradise. Yeah. Been standing most our lives, living in the gangsters. That must be the remix. Mm-hmm. What? Anyway, <laughs> we'll get into our main topic. And tonight we're going to talk about five common misconceptions about addiction. And it's kind of funny. This article made me laugh. Just kind of like um, <clears throat> how normies look at us or how they think about addiction without like having experienced it. Uh, it is, it's, it's definitely laughable for me. Anyway, so we'll just go right off. I got this uh, from them. I think it's a treatment facility. Uh, mountainside treatment. <clears throat> uh, five common misconceptions about addiction. So here goes. The first one. If you have a career and family, you can't be addicted. The idea that all addict individuals are homeless or struggling to stay off the streets is false. Many people have, who have substance abuse problems hold down, hold down jobs. And have families. They mask their addiction well from family and friends and are referred to as functional types. Uh, these individuals may appear to live normal lives and even excel in high-powered positions. However, if their family members or friends take a closer look, they will notice signs of substance abuse problems. <clears throat> uh, and some of them are noticeable behavioral changes, defensiveness when asked about drinking, excuses for their heavy drinking or misuse, uh, more time spent with other individuals who misuse substances or drink excessively like they do. And I'll just leave it open it up to you, gentlemen. You know what's funny? I don't know if you guys ever watched that old, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's about those two guys that started AA. Uh his name Dr. Something or other? Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob and, and then Bill. Bill. Yeah. But but those guys were both professionals, right? Yep. And yeah. and the ones who created AA, they were, I guess for lack of a better word, functioning alcoholics. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is that is kind of laughable. Um, obviously, the ones that you see out on the street, that's... That's that's kind of an an extreme case case example, yeah. but then that could that could be anybody. That could be me, right? Oh yeah, so that could be that could have been me, and that could be like the doctor that's up there. Um, has I don't know. You can call him. You know, use different names for it uh, to try to minimize it. Oh, I just had a couple of cocktails. Nah, you was drinking, bro. You was drinking. <laughs> yeah, you were getting down. You were getting down, bro. You half shot all the time. But, and uh, and I know a guy. I'm not going to say any names or um, even any too too specific about it. But this guy was drunk on a daily basis, and he was a professional. Um, you know, he in a profession in a workplace. Yeah, and you could just tell that he was 
half shot all the time. So, what kind of organization do you work at? Well, he was upper management. We'll just say that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Upper management, and um, yeah. So, I mean, if somebody comes in and you, I mean, hey, takes one to know one, right? <laughs> yeah. I can. I can see. <laughs> I can see a blues hound from a mile away. Yeah, I can like no, definitely notice like red flags vibe around somebody for any amount of time. Like, oh shoot, this person's an alcoholic. Or drug addict <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. And, like, I thought they were acting weird, but they know, like, you know, whatever. I used to be a counselor, and, you know, I'm in recovery, so they're, like, kind of tiptoeing around me, and I thought they were just weird like that. But then I was like, oh, shoot. Then I started, then, all, then it all adds up one day, and I was like, oh, then I see them for who they are. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you got a problem. Right, Here's my card. Yeah. Oh, and then the other thing, too, that it made me think of was... um I think it was back in the 50s or 60s, they used to have those speed pills that they were legal to buy. Oh, yeah. It was basically methamphetamines, amphetamines. Dang. And uh, they used to call them Mommy's Little Helper because housewives used to take them all the time. Dang. And, you know, they'd pop them all the time and then they can yeah. they could take care of the kids and do all the housework. And what was that? Somebody knocking? Yeah. What's that? Let them in. I'm just kidding. But, um,. They got, uh, oh, back to the original, like your original uh, statement to the question, or not even a question, but you were talking, AA has a movie? Yeah. I read the book. (laughs) 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 I read the book. (laughs) 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 That book's better than the movie. No, no, it's like, it was like. Like in the beginning. It's like an old black and white one, though, because I mean, I I watched one of my treatment stints, they made us watch it. But I think that's like society, like, bro, like, that's one of my biggest things, (laughs) is like society as a whole has this stigma around um, addiction. Yeah. Addiction, uh, mental health. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it, it's like, oh, they might have it, but I don't. Like, yeah. type deal, like, and it becomes a, like, it, it's weird. It's such a weird conversation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like. Because there's so much denial around it. Like, even, like, myself, like, I told myself for so long, like, especially, like, um, <clears throat> like, after I graduated from college and I started drinking again, like, I didn't, I was like, oh, I'll handle it better. I'll do better this time. Blah, blah, blah. But then I kept telling myself, I was like, alcoholics wake up and start drinking. That was my. So you didn't drink right in the morning. Yeah. So I wouldn't drink. I'd suffer all day and then I'd drink in the evening. And I did that for years. Um, I wouldn't wake up and start drinking. And I I don't even know. Like, I've thought about it several times. Like, thought really hard. Tried to remember, like, at what point in time in my drinking career did I start waking up and start drinking? You know, just like to get that, get over that hangover. That's that's usually <clears throat> what it was for me. Is when I'd wake up and and I'd just be sick. And the only thing that I knew, other than to actually stop drinking, to make that go away, was to drink more. You know, yeah. that hair of the dog that bit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's kind of crazy too. Like when I was drinking, that's kind of how I felt. Like that was my mentality. Yeah, it was like I didn't like how I felt, mm-hmm. so I would drink. Mm. Um, and I always kind of lied to myself. I was like, oh, I just want to cure this hangover. Yeah. But with a hangover, like, you're never, you're either hungover or you're drunk. Yeah. And then even it gets to the point, too, where those drunks are just like, you still feel sick. Yeah. Like, ugly, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you still, like, you're still sick, but now you're drunk on top of being sick. 
Yeah. Or for me, it was like that. I don't know if I'm explaining it good, but no, no, that's that's perfect because yeah. I know there were times when I was, I know I was drunk, but you know, you start trying to drink more, and then it, your body just kicks it out. Yeah, and, and you just basically throw it up. Yeah, but yeah. you're still trying to, uh, still trying to. You still got the headache. You still got yeah. the, like your queasiness. Yeah, and then get like the body aches. Yeah, like all sore for like no apparent reason. But it was like that with uh, with dope too, like. Like, say I fell asleep. Like, one of my favorite things was, like, to go to sleep knowing I had something to wake up to. Mm. Mm. And I would sleep sometimes for days. Mm-hmm. Like, get my full rest in. Yeah. And most people drink coffee, but I'd <laughs> get high. Like, right when I woke up, mm. I'd eat something, and then I would get high. Mm. And it, like, made me feel good. You know, but I also knew that I needed sleep and needed uh, something in my stomach. Mm. But there are times, like, where I would sleep, like, the whole day away and um, wake up, and it'd be, like, 7 o'clock in the evening, 8 o'clock in the evening. Except the day before. But I don't know how how I started talking about that because it's not (laughs) even dealing with our thing. But, oh, but it was talking about, like, so there was no difference between, like, alcohol and, and meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I had a problem. I knew it. I don't know why it's so hard for people that are able to function to admit it. Yeah, true that. <clears throat> and like on that note, like I remember, like when my first stint treatment, this lady was talking about how you know she'd be high on meth for like a week or two, and then to come down from that, she'd start drinking. Cause she yeah. didn't want the withdrawals, so she'd drink for a couple of days, few more days, and then if it got out of hand, where she was drinking for like a week or two. And then when she quit drinking to not DT or anything, she'd start smoking meth again. Yeah. And it was just like a vicious cycle like that for like years. Oh, like a roller coaster. Yeah. But but I would say, I mean, I would pose this question because this is how I thought of it for myself was if you're miserable on the inside, are you really functioning? Mm-hmm. You know, like like you said, you would suffer all day just, yeah. just to get over that. That whole thing about, oh, alcoholics drink in the morning, first thing in the morning, so I will suffer. But, you know, that that's not really healthy if you're mm. suffering, right? Yeah. So. I yeah. think the air quotes with the functioning. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> Man, it would suck going to work with a hangover. Uh, and I used to live in Bozeman, and um, we drink, sometimes drink one too many, but I would go to work in the next morning, and, and I worked construction. Uh, Dog, it would suck, you know? Like, it sucks on the way, like, there are times, like, where we would drink on the way to work, like, a couple cans Mm -hmm. of, like, Budweiser, but, like, whatever we're drinking. Uh, Drink a couple, and then at break time, go and drink more. Yeah. And tell my buddy, like, lock my keys in my trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude, and we we were doing concrete walls, and... Yeah, man. <laughs> Dog, it was stupid. But I hated that. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. functioning. That's so crazy. All right, so next one. I haven't hit rock bottom yet, so I don't need treatment. This myth is actually a very dangerous one. Hitting rock bottom could mean a person has finally reached a point where it is too late to get help. Everyone's rock bottom is different. For some people, it could be when... They are beginning to live in the streets and have had a nearly fatal overdose. Other people might not need to experience such drastic circumstances. 
Therefore, or their wake-up call must just be they lose a personal relationship or no longer excel at school or at work. Uh, when it comes to seeking help for substance <clears throat> use disorder, you don't need to experience the extreme consequences of addiction to re- require treatment. And I think I can speak to this because, like, it doesn't take very much uh, alcohol abuse, like, history to, like, get that diagnosis of uh, substance use disorder. Um, working on that end as an LAC. Because um, it's very small. It's like, <clears throat> if you have more than two drinks for, like, several times a week, I mean, you could be considered an alcoholic. How do they do the diagnoses? There's like different levels to it. I mean, so like someone that, you know, if you if you've gotten a DUI, you're probably automatically like there's like anomalies or like you probably have an addiction problem if you've ever gotten a DUI, because uh, that was kind of the last thing that I was doing was running that DUI act class. And there were some anomalies, you know, people that, you know, weren't alcoholics, they're normies, you know, and like just decided to drive home. Um, from the bar, blacked out, passed out at a stoplight, you know. But that was, like, the only time they drank that year or, like, in two years and stuff. So, like, there's those kind of anomalies, like those people. But were they telling you the truth? Uh, Yeah, because, like, we asked, like, similar questions over, like, to, like, catch them and stuff, see if they are lying. And then with follow up like treatment planning and stuff like that, so it's it's you know I was like a firm believer that if you got DUI and you had an addiction problem, and like right after I said that in a meeting, like my next CD eval was one of these people, these anomalies, mm-hmm. like no other run-ins with the. That's kind of crazy because my experience with the um, CD evals was like no matter what I how I answered, yeah, I was going to be recommended treatment. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, it was like all dependent. Like, did I want to do IOP outpatient? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know they're gonna ask you. Like, that's not that's like common knowledge between people. It's like yeah. oh, they ask you the same questions but different ways. And like the way I kind of seen it too is like, <clears throat> uh, like the way they were starting to talk, I could tell if they're lying to me, you know, too. And then like I just like. Catch that vibe, you know, I was like, okay, I recognize that, I recognize that, I recognize that, I recognize that, this, this, boom. Like, as I'm interviewing them, I was already, like, by the time we were done, like, I was, I, like, had them diagnosed in my head. And I just had to put it on paper. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, like, we've been there. Yeah. We've been in that other seat, you know, and, like, talking to the counselor. And so I was able to see right through the BS can't play a would player. That, would yeah. that get you pissed? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. That was when you're <clears> like, damn, you're insulting my intelligence. Man, you must think I'm stupid. Yeah. Like you're trying to BS the BS. You can't even say that, huh? Uh, no, I can't say stuff like that. But, like, the rock bottom, yeah, I think um, I hit several, numerous rock bottoms that I didn't recognize as a rock bottom. I guess, like, I didn't know what rock bottom meant. Well, I guess it's time for a cliche, and that is you won't hit rock bottom until you stop digging. <laughs> there you go. I never heard that one before. Because uh, that's, that's that's, that was my experience. That, my friend, is a new one. 
I didn't I didn't hit rock bottom until I stopped digging. I think it, it, yeah, you're absolutely right though when you say people have different versions of rock bottom. It, it could differ for everybody. Yeah. You know, for some people it could be losing a job, for some people it could be losing their house, for some people it could be Losing their car for some people it could be overspending. You know what I mean? Yeah. For some people it could be losing everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and for some people, but some you people, didn't lose everything. You just gave it away because of your choices. <laughs> yeah. But but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I forgot what it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm just messing around. No, um, no. But you know how he said like those, those anomalies, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was their rock bottom. Yeah, and they nipped it in the bud before it ever even came to. Mm. So I mean, maybe that's one way to think of it. Yeah, maybe you, in, in theory, you could have had that potential to become more engulfed in that addiction. Yeah, yeah, and I think like <clears throat> that whole summer was like my rock bottom, and then like I didn't even realize it till like I was in treatment. And like I was thinking, I told you guys, like I was playing with my kids, and then like I was just like, man, I could have been doing this. But like in the back of my head, that whole summer, I was like, I'm gonna go get help eventually. Yeah, you know. And luckily, it wasn't too late. You know, when I finally decided to go get help, but I remember in the back of my mind, it's like oh, I'm just gonna enjoy this time and just drink my vodka. Was it kind of like your last raw? Yeah, I felt like yeah. Now looking back on it, that's kind of what it was, I guess. Did you have a certain <clears throat> vodka that you drink? <laughs> no, man, it was just the cheapest one, man. Potters. I remember I bought a lot of potters, man. I was like seven fifty for a half a G. Dang. Whatever I can get my little mitts on. Yep. I would drink, yeah, Nikolai or every once in a while. Like every once in a while, get bougie and get some get some good start. Quote unquote, the good stuff. But it's either that or black velvet. Yeah, and I think like these. I mean, you see it too, like the these individuals on the streets. That out here, you know, what the sole purpose is getting high and drunk every day. Like, they've probably hit numerous rock bottoms, but they just keep going. And yeah. they're just so engulfed in that addiction, in that delusion that everything's okay. I'm just doing this to myself. And I was going to talk about this story. This, <clears throat> this one older lady, she was like in her 60s. And this is like when I first started a job that summer, 2017. And I was out there, and I met her, and I talked to her, and I was like, what are you doing out here? I said, don't you have, like, kids and grandkids and stuff? And she was like, oh, I raised my kids, and I just now got done raising my last grandkids, so it's my turn to party. It's my turn now. I don't have any responsibility, so I'm just out here. And she just got out there, like, probably, like, a month or so before I hit the streets on that job, and by August, you know, she passed away. Damn. I started in June. I met her like that first couple of weeks. Uh, she got an infection, and like, and by by August, you know, she was like, she's like, I can't do this. I need to go to treatment. It's too rough out here, and all this. And I was like, okay. So we started the process of trying to get her to the treatment facility, and she had a bed date and everything. But then she got sick, so they took away her bed date. And then by the time she got into the hospital up here, it was like too late, and she was gone within a week. Dang. And she wasn't even like a, you know, like one of these guys that's out here all the time. She just got out there like in April or May, just right before I got out there. Hit it too hard, huh? Yeah. Not like, well, I think she probably had some underlying health issues and stuff. But, yeah, that was crazy. 
just to like you know throw throw caution to the wind like that. It's like ah, it's my turn to party, and that was her. She was all excited about it. It's my turn. I don't know. It's just man, she was gone within a few months. Dang. Yeah, streets don't care. Mm-mm. Addiction don't care. Addiction don't care. Whatever you are, take wants to take you out. I think you know, and there's such a stigma around it, like. People don't want to be admit, but it's like when it becomes the sole focus of our life, then we know that we have a problem. You know, um, and, and, and the and the caveat there is that only only the individual has the power yeah. to say that 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 this is it. And you know, there's like so many jokes. <laughs> like I know, like we like in the workplace, you go there and be like, oh, I don't got a problem. I just do it to have fun. Yeah. But then you see your coworkers come in, like not where I'm at currently, but I've seen my coworkers come in, like bloodshot eyes and. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tired and mood different and. Red face. Red face and like, damn. No, they're hurting. Yeah. <laughs> and miserable and it's like, dang, like, but when, I mean. Not my place to go up to him and tell him, you know? Hey, I think you got a problem, pal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, pal, uh, let me get you in touch with somebody. Like, But, yeah, but I, I guess, like, the biggest reason is, like, just a stigma. Like, bro, I hate that. Mm, yeah, I know. I hate that. Like, I know one of my accountability people is always talking about how, <clears throat> you know, a drug is a drug is a drug, and alcohol is a drug. But it's so widely accepted in this mainstream culture society that, you know, they don't even see it for what it really is. It's just like, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to have this um, dinner tonight and there's going to be drinks. Yeah. Like they throw that just they just throw that out there like to attract people to it. But it's like the same, same, same thing to, like as saying the same thing as, oh, we're having dinner tonight. There's going to be heroin. Yeah. <laughs> You know, no, bro, it, like it, there's really the exact, no difference. It, it sounds crazy when you say it like that, though, because. But because that's what of, they're saying. Because, yeah. yeah, because of the way that society sees it. Yeah. It's like different. Um, What would you say? Tears almost. Yeah. Kind of like it, it's. I don't know. But yeah. you know what that reminded me of was when they had um, when they started prohibition back in what is it? The 20s. Yeah. And everybody became a criminal. I mean, they were going into these. Places that look like a house, but then you knock on the door, the back door, and then it's a speakeasy. Yep. Yeah. Or they were drinking bathtub gin made out of who knows what. Yeah. You know? So to say that alcohol doesn't have a negative effect on people, try to take it away once. Oh, yeah. And then see what people, the so-called non-alcoholics, see how they react to it. Yeah. Well, even like with the shutdown, liquor stores weren't shut down at all. Did they're, you know? They were the ones that. They were one of the stores that had to stay open just because they knew that Essential? so many people would start, you know, DTing and probably die in their house. So they kept them open. And I didn't know, realize, like, alcohol was, like, one of the worst ones to de- uh, detox from. Oh, oh yeah. People yeah. die from. Die I think well, I knew it, but yeah, I never yeah. knew it was, like, that severe, like, you know? I mean, I knew, but I didn't know. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The post-acute withdrawal. Yeah. So, like, check this out. When I was teaching DOI class, we always, there's always this statistic that always blew my mind every time I taught the class. So, out of all the drinkers in the United States, 
Yeah. Um, 30% of the drinkers consume 90% of all the alcohol in the United States, where 70% of the drinkers consume 10%. Jeez. It's a lot. That's crazy. That's uh. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around that. How did they come up with those numbers? Um, I don't know. I'll get you in touch with the Prime for Life Institute. <laughs> <laughs> they asked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they probably somewhere. But I was just like, whoa. It's on the I internet, wish, so it's yeah, real. That's, that's, that's not so like. I'm on the internet, so Isn't I'm that real. crazy? <laughs> I know, but it's just crazy. So that whole thing with like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a get together tonight. We're gonna have some comedians. And there's gonna be some smack. There's gonna be some cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know what would be better is like, yeah, we're having a fundraiser tonight. Uh, silent auction. There's gonna be free meth. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like free meth and marijuana. When people started <laughs> doing dope, like and. <laughs> Oh yeah, I do. I do. I I do that, but I don't pay for it. I don't buy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People say that. Like that gives them the green light. Yeah. To use it, and that's kind of crazy because, like, yeah, I get high, but I don't buy it. I wonder when, like, when that transition happened. Like, dope. Back in the day, dope was weed. Remember? Yeah. And now, no, I've always called it dope, like math, like. But even I don't know. There's certain people that love cocaine, but they. Crack is considered worse, and they come from the same drug. Yeah, exact same thing, right? Yeah. Hmm. If I didn't have to pay for my booze, all the better. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Addiction is a choice that people make. While the initial decision to misuse a substance may be voluntary, the, the way a person's brain reacts to that substance isn't. Misuse of substance changes the brain, which makes discontinuing use challenging without professional help. The American Society of Addiction Medicine defines addiction as a primary chronic disease of the brain reward, motivation, memory, and related circuitry. It also lists the following traits of addiction, inability to consistently abstain from misusing a substance, impaired behavior control, craving or having a strong desire for substance of choice, Dysfunctional emotional response, diminished recognition of significant problems with one's behavior and interpersonal relationships. Um, <clears throat> this is one. This is a pet peeve of mine when people say it's a choice. See, it's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah, initially, you know, but once you're caught up in your addiction, like these individuals on the street with the most extreme cases, like these guys are like so caught up, like they, they need that professional help. They need to be plucked off the streets and, you know, and put into like a long-term treatment facility to get like reprogrammed yeah. into like society, you know, cause at that point, you know, I was that extreme and I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I knew I couldn't like just go to meetings and like work with a sponsor because I tried it uh, a month before the September 9th, 2015. I went to detox and that was my plan. Um, in August of 2015, I went to detox. I was going to get out. My whole plan was like, I'm going to go meet with my sponsor right away. That day I get out of detox and we're going to set up meetings. I'm going to work the 12 steps because uh, I didn't want to go to treatment again. 
And so I got out and I started calling my sponsor, started trying to hit him up, trying to set up a meeting. And then like his work schedule switched to overnight. So he was sleeping all day and blah, blah, blah. It didn't work out within, two, I think, three days after I got a detox, I was drinking again. Dang. And like, not even like light stuff. I just went right to the liquor store, bought a half a G, said F it, and started slamming a half a G every day for another month. How long was it for him to get in touch with you after you started drinking that half a G? Um, well, we were like texting back and forth. And then like, he's like, oh, we can meet this day. He's like, something happened on his end and he was able to meet on a certain day. But I already started drinking. I told him, I said, ah, I started drinking. Dang. And then like, I don't know, he was pissed. And so he just kind of ghosted me. Uh, no understandable. You you say pet peeve, but I say that's a crock. Of yep, that yeah, kind of I mean, irks me too. Because like, that's why cause I I chose to destroy my life. I chose to ruin my kid. You know, just be a terrible father to my children. I mm. chose to go to prison. I chose to steal from my parents. I chose to get DUIs. I chose to hurt all my relationships. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah. I'm, that's that's a choice I made. Yeah. Um, on one point, on one hand, I have to accept ca- accountability for that. Oh yeah, sure. responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, there was something there was something wrong with my thinker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like my whole system was just out of whack because of that. And like you said, initially, sure. Yeah. I chose that. Um, how and why and all that's a whole another can of worms, but. The fact of the matter is, is that once it got its hooks in me, yep. I then became, I gave up my power. Yeah. And it's, it, 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 and it's hard to explain. I mean, I can sit there and tell you guys, right? I can right. tell you because you know. Yeah. You know from your experience. But to try to explain that to somebody who hasn't had to go through that, it, it's, it just almost seems futile. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't even want to try because there's no w- way I can put it into words that somebody else would understand. Another way that I heard it explained was like, what are some words that you would use to describe somebody going uh, through chemo? Mm. What are some words? I'm asking you. Oh. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> um, deteriorating. What else? Mm. Like to describe somebody. Unhealthy, strong, courageous. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because they're going through chemo, right? So you're like, man, they're fighting. Oh, okay. They're survivors. They're strong. They're courageous. They're warriors. Mm. Right? They're living strong. But on the other hand, when somebody is suffering in in the... Deepest part of their addiction to alcohol or drugs, what are the words that we use? Weak. Pathetic. Street chiefs. Street chief. Bums. Mm-hmm. So we as a society have to learn how to take and categorize both diseases in the same place. Mm-hmm. So yep. somebody that's trying to be sober and continues to fall instead of la- labeling them losers mm-hmm. or whatever we 
deem them as a society, we have to learn to turn our words around and be like, oh, they're suffering. Yep. Because I know in my addiction, like, I did not want to use like that. Mm. But I could not help it. Yeah, I made the choice initially to get high, but I didn't make the choice for my body to respond that way. Or yep. your or your mind. Yep. Or my mind. Yep. Like, I didn't choose to be hungover like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose to be sick like that. But it's kind of funny because the same thing that kills us is the same thing that heals us mm. in our addiction. Yep. But in order for somebody to have a chance at sobriety, most people, I wouldn't say everybody, but in order for in order for most people in recovery to have a chance at success in their from their addiction, they need that time away to strengthen themselves. For sure. To re what did you say? What was the word that you said? Reprogram. Reprogram. Yeah. You know, and that's what treatment provides. Like, at the end of the day, it's up to that person when they come home. Like, are they going to choose an environment that helps them in their next step of recovery? Or are they going to choose to go play with fire, if you will? Yep. Like, it's not a choice, but it's like, it's kind of like, just being tempted, like we don't make that choice over and over to go to the store and buy it. We just don't know how to respond to what we're facing. Yeah. Like with you, like you kept trying to get in touch with your sponsor. Yeah. But after so many days, you were like, man, I'm trying not to do this. Uh, it's too hard. But then after so many attempts, you were like, man, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to drink. Yeah. The effort. Efforts. But I'm sure that that choice, like you fought that choice for as long as you could. Yeah. And all these people that we see with addictions and stuff, like they're fighting. A lot of them are probably fighting in that same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially like with the ones on the street, like yeah. a lot of them, like when I was going and talk to them, you probably experienced it too. Like there's like, oh man, I want to help. But then that help when they, when they're in that state, of like, all right, I'm done. I want help. It's a small window. Yeah. It might be a small. half a day. It might even be a week. But you know, and I know, all of us know, we can't get a bed date like that. Yeah. It's almost like a battle to get a bed date. Because, like, once I decided, you know, I was done and I wanted to go get help and go to detox each, both times, or all three times. Each time when I was trying to get a detox, so over a week, almost two weeks, yeah, uh, to get a bed. And then the whole when time I was trying, using. huh? And the whole time you using. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time, just I was, I wanted to stop, but I was scared. I knew I needed assistance to stop drinking because I just heard so many stories of people, you know, dying in their sleep and stuff. And that's like one of the things, like something that was traumatic for me was like a couple of weeks ago, right? Like there was this lady that wanted help. Mm-hmm. And she's like, man, can you help me? And I said, I'll do what I can. But there was no detox beds available. Mm-hmm. Well, that weekend they found her in the park dead. Dang. Dang. From a hangover. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to go cold turkey. Dang. You know what I mean? And then probably like she just drank so much for so long, like her body was just deteriorated. Yeah. And her body couldn't fight off the disease. So from the from the date of first contact 
It was so I made contact with her on a Tuesday morning. The following Tuesday was her funeral. Dang. You know, and for me, like I'm like, man, like I know I, I wasn't close to the person, but I'm like, I questioned, like, yo, like, what do you do? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. you are doing your best to help people. Yeah. And like, whenever I've been faced with that, you know, my accountability people always tell me, you know, it's like a, it's a harsh thing. But I found it really works for me when I come across, when that happens to me, you know. It's like some of us have to die in order for the rest of us to live. Yeah. And that's a harsh way of looking at it, but that's just, the, just that's our reality. But that's the thing is, like, she didn't choose to die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the picture yeah. that I'm trying to paint is, like, yeah, yeah. she was in her sickness, and she didn't want to drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how, like, for somebody... That has cancer. Wow. Like, the terminology is different. Yeah. But for her, it's like, oh, it was drinking. Yeah. Like, that's a side note. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if it wasn't that deadly, then why do we continually have people dying from their hangovers? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Because this woman was and did want help. But there was nothing available for her. Yeah. That's why, you know, unspoken words needs to build a detox hospital. <laughs> for real, man, for real. And we need your help. And we need your help. And so right now you can donate to us. <laughs> <laughs> At unspokenwords.com. <laughs> uh, you can hit us up right on PayPal. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So here we go. On to the next one. <laughs> Uh, people who are addicted to prescription drugs are different from people who are addicted to illegal drugs. Uh, oftentimes, individuals think that prescription drugs are safer to misuse, and these types of drugs don't have the negative connotations that street drugs do. The truth is prescription pills can be just as addictive and dangerous as other drugs. The chances of overdosing on prescription pills are actually higher, especially when taken with other drugs or alcohol. Uh, as the opioid epidemic continues, it is important to keep informing people of the dangers of misusing prescription pills and to think and to try and quell any misconceptions related to their u- use, even if they have been prescribed by the doctor. Um, on that note, like I you know several individuals that started popping pills, oxys and stuff, perks, and then it progressed into them using math just because it was cheaper. Yeah. Just it was easy, it was easier, easier access. Okay. And, and the, what, what they also started doing too is like when they, those people that were hooked on Oxycontin when they started regulating that and really started getting, you know, clamping down on, how, you know, your access to that. Yeah. Then those people couldn't get it anymore. So they turned to heroin. Yeah. Oh, dang. So it's it's the same thing. It's it's just synthetic synthetic heroin. But you already said it. The drug is a drug is a drug. Yep. The only difference between alcohol and heroin is that you can go down to a gas station over here and get yourself a bottle of heroin. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you want anything else, you have to go through illicit means. It doesn't. And, and the. It, the end game is the same. 
Oh yeah. Ultimately, the end game is yes. the same. Yep. And on that note, like I remember in my first stint in treatment, I was going through uh, what is that? The life, life or, skills. Not life skills, but like your history of your life, your timeline. Oh, your life events. Or yeah, life events. I was going through that, and after I got done, like I was the only one that was, uh, you know, there for alcohol. Everybody else in that group um, was there for meth. Oh. They all just looking at me all crazy, and I was like, uh oh. Like, you know, I was like, I must uh, I must be too hardcore for these guys. And then, then they all went through and they all shared that, wow, you did exactly what I did. You left your job. You left your family. You left your kids, neglected your kids, and you went off and got drunk for months. I would do that with meth. And then, like, they were shocked that they, in their, I think in their minds, they were thinking it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Different drugs, same result. Yeah. Prescription, I never did get caught up in prescription. I did for a while, but it just wasn't sustainable because, like I said, you know, you got to... Manipulate the system. Yeah, gotta, but it's hard. I mean, you can pay for it. I mean, obviously, there are people out there who will sell their pills, but I'd rather buy booze, you know? Yeah. Man, I remember when my dad died. He died on a day, like... It was earlier during the day. Not to be so dark, I'm sorry. <laughs> but he died earlier in the day, and that evening there was people at our doorstep asking for his pills. Dang. <laughs> kind of like he don't need them anymore. Yeah. Dang. Damn. Like, didn't even come to check on the family, like, straight up just ask for pills. Dang. That's crazy. See, and that's, <clears throat> that's addiction for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is yeah, a prime so. example of how... And I never did get caught up, but yeah. How screwed up your your brain can thinking get, is. your thinking and your mm-hmm. that belief system, everything is just all out of whack. Yeah. And to sit here and say, oh, or for someone to tell me that, you know, when I was saying, oh, I chose to do all this job, I was just, you know, being a jackass, but sarcastic. Yeah. being sarcastic, ironic, whatever. But it's for someone to come and say, well, you chose that. Is so not, not even close. Like, no. like you were you were pretty diplomatic about it, pet peeve. But I <laughs> had to say it like it was, man. That's just yeah. a, that's just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, bologna sauce. What he said. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're not. Bologna's it's definitely not a choice because I know, like you know, just doing my own research, we're addicted to escaping reality. That's what it is, and. Some of us use food, some of us use sex, some of us use gambling, some of us use shopping, some of us use drugs, some of us use alcohol, and what have you. TV. Um, some, of them, some of us are codependent, you know, so, but the bottom line is we're all trying to escape reality, and if, even if it's for that moment, um, that's what our, and that's what our goal is when we're caught up in our addiction, so... <clears throat> To be, <laughs> to be caught up in that is just like I mean to be caught up in that thinking that it's a choice. <laughs> then, I mean, I I mean that just gets under my skin too. So, yeah, total load of BS. Yes. Uh, there was one thing I was gonna say. Oh, I did like I kind of kind of like early my I think it was like nineteen twenty. Um. I start. I tried to, you know, um, popping pills and drinking. 
because like my cousin, I started hanging out with him. We were firefighting together, and in between fires, like he's like, I got these hydros, man. You pop one and slam a tow can, man. You're good for the rest of the day or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. So we tried it. I popped the hydro and slammed the tow can, and then slipping on another one, and like we were gonna go. Like, just driving in the mountains or something. Because I used to have a Jeep Wrangler. And, like, we left. It was, like, noon. And, man, we're driving down the lane uh, at my parents' house. And, like, whoop, blacked out. And I came to, and we're driving back down the lane towards the house. And it was dark, nighttime. And I came to, and I was driving. And I looked at him, and I was like, dude, I just came to. And he was like, what? He's like, man, you've been driving around for, like, eight hours. And he told me, like, then he proceeded to tell me everything that we did for those eight hours. And, like, I just stopped, like, in, in on my parents' lane. And I was like, what? I was like, man, I don't even remember any of that. And then he was just, like, we got a flat tire. I changed the flat tire. And I was driving the whole time. That's that's crazy when they, when they, they used to do that to me, too, like. I remember one time I was and I was just drinking and we went to a Thanksgiving dinner and then afterwards they were talking about it and I was kind of sat there and I'm like yeah yeah and then I was like man I don't remember any of that and I kind of at the end of the day I kind of admitted it and I was like yeah I don't remember any of that and they were, why were you drinking and I was <laughs> like oh well, you couldn't tell and I, I guess not yeah that seems so crazy to yeah. me. That was like the one and only time where I blacked out and I came to, um, like, in like doing something. All my other blackouts was like I woke up the next day and I can't remember anything. Yeah, those were all my other blackouts. That was the one blackout where I came to and I was driving. I don't bouncing. think that ever happened to me. I've never did get any pills though. No. All my other blackouts were just on booze, though, I guess. But anyway, I just wanted to share that because that was, like, my only experience with opioids. And I was just like, yeah. It was expensive to buy those pills. And I was like, man, we could have got, like, 18-pack with that money, 30-pack <laughs> yeah. with that money. That's crazy you said that because that's that's how I used to gauge a lot of things, too. Like, <laughs> man, if we put $20 in gas, we can only put 10 in and, you know, we can get like a half a G with that other 10. You know? Yeah. Like that, that. Always running the numbers. Yeah, running the numbers somehow, some way. <laughs> Crazy, man. That's just, ugh, that's sick. Yeah, that is very sick. Yuck. 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 So anyways. Cousin, <laughs> you really want to know what happened after that? What happened? What did she, what did she really say? Yuck. <laughs> Anyway, good topic. Uh, thank you guys for bringing it. But we're not done yet. We're going to get into our speak on it. So, DJ, why don't you hit me with that beat? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. In it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. All right, all right, all right, all right. So tomorrow, uh, the Bellings Urban Indian Health and Wellness Center is doing a healing walk for all the bodies being recovered so far up to this point, which is over six 
um, 6,000 bodies being had have been recovered so far. Um, United States and Canada boarding schools combined that number. It's over 6,000. That's crazy. And they haven't even, you know, really put a dent into, like, they still got hundreds of boarding schools to go investigate. So that number is going to be going up. And um, over at Bellings Indian Health and Wellness Center, we're, we're looking to do this every year, you know, probably for for until the end of time. Um, tomorrow is going to be the first one, the first inaugural healing walk. We're going to have, we went out there and we did prayer ties and all the trees that that's going to be on the route. Um, we put like orange chalk and orange sand and all the cracks on the sidewalks and we painted, <clears throat> we did paintings on the, on the ground. We're going to do a lot more tomorrow. And we got speakers talking about healing because that was my push with this event was that I wanted to, the focus to be on healing. Um, now that this injustice has been brought to the light, you know, we can all acknowledge it and then we can move, start moving forward and start the healing process. Um, because when I first started reading about the numbers and, and finding out about the bodies being recovered, it, for me, it was, it became real. Like, man, these are like my, my ancestors. These are my relatives. I got taken to these boarding schools and they never came back. So like my family was like heartbroken over this and, and I did, I shed some tears over it because it was real at that time. And I have kids in that the age range that would, would, would have went to boarding school and that makes it even more real. And so that's why I was pushing the healing that we all need to heal. And we're going to have a talk about healing tomorrow. Um, Barjan's books donated a book that says, uh, the title of the book is I sang you down from the stars and we're having one of my coworkers read it. Um, and then we're going to have live music, um, as the walk starts and the walk's going to be led out by veterans followed by middle school, high school age kids carrying their Montana tribal flags. And then behind them is all going to be the youth that come. And behind the youth will be all the adults walking. And we've partnered with um, Rocky Mountain Tribal Leaders, Downtown Bellings Alliance, MSU Bellings Native American Achievement Center, Bellings First Church, uh, our primary partners in, in this walk. And I think it's going to be good. You know, there'll probably be a lot of grieving and stuff. And we've got some guys coming in to do prayer songs. And it'll be a good event. And I think we can do this every year just to remind ourselves that, you know, healing is a process. Now, let's get your guys' take on it. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for JC. Man, I I think that's great. I think it'll be really, really good. I just, right now I'm just trying to get over the fact that I can't go because I got to work, but. Mm-hmm. But I will be there in spirit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And send my prayers during that time, you know, because um spend a lot of time in my own head at work anyway. So oh, yeah, yeah. At least during the, the during the day I can still send out my prayers because 
that's something but but i but i mean i i i think it's a great thing um especially the healing part rather than you know using that to and taking it to create more animosity and more anger and more resentment in our hearts we can take this time to actually start healing because at some point we have to do that right yes and this is just one example of the many things that happen to native people throughout history and you know first and foremost the truth has to be told but secondly we as native people we have to heal we just have to i don't want to see you know go get over it but we have to be able to heal and this is one way to do it and it's it's um i'm just really happy that you you, you got this together and you know mm-hmm. You make me really proud. Really proud, and I'll even I'll even say this word so you guys can have your. <laughs> oh my son! It's a powerful thing. Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood of the land, of the land. Hey, hey! Oh, thank you for that powerful word. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing that really gives me hope about the whole walk is the different organizations and entities in and around the city of Billings coming together <laughs> um, for one cause. Oh, yeah. And that's really just to acknowledge what happened mm-hmm. and not sweep it under the rug. But just like JC, I'm with that same sentiment as well. We've spent too long hurting. We've spent too long bitter. Mm-hmm. We've spent too long unforgiving. Mm-hmm. And in order for something to be healed, it has to be revealed, right? Yep. Now let's walk towards our healing. Let's become whole. Let's become who God made us to be and become whole rather than being jaded. Yeah. Like we can't go on living life with a chip on our shoulder like we have been. Mm. Because in the end, we're only destroying ourselves. And that's not to, you know minimize anything that happened to our people but it it really is like and it's time to really become who who god has called us to be right on. and i don't think we can ever really truly become that until we receive healing mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it's a good step it's a it's an awesome step in the right direction awesome to see all these different entities and organizations come together for one cause and even more thankful that you have all these people supporting a vision that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, I wanted to push that healing narrative because, you know, I started seeing, you know, other places, they're burning down churches. And I was like, no, man, come it's on, not man, come on, come on now. Because, um, you know, that's just stooping to that level. Um, and like you said, that's just acting out of that, having a chip on your shoulder. So I want to push that healing narrative and, you know, just gather as many natives that can come, you know, from our Billings community surrounding area and push Na- that. Natives killing natives is what they want. Is what they want. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never even got you all that. A meadow, meadow. Had a dream. <laughs> it's kind of funny you guys both knew where I was going. <laughs> I'll send you to hell with Big Al. <laughs> We're going to spread unspoken words, gospel, gospel. Billy Graham style. <laughs> Right when I said that, JC just said that. 
Damn, this guy's dumb. <laughs> oh, a funny tidbit on that. Like, when that movie would come on, like, Stars back in the day. Yeah. It was called Bond by, Bound by Honor. It wasn't yeah. called Blood In, Blood Out. Blood In, Blood Out. Yeah. So when it came on, and I was like, what's Bound by Honor? And I changed it to that, and I was like, oh, it's Blood In, Blood Out. <laughs> It's earlier I was gonna ask you, were you eating Cheetos today? But then I remembered you were spray painting. <laughs> my fingers are orange. Yeah, my fingers and part of my leg from that stencil. Yeah, so I was spray painting um, footprints out on the streets. That's where pretty at? cool though. And then like when you told me about putting sand in the cracks, I was yeah, like, yeah, I was like for all the ones that slipped through the cracks. Yep. Dang, that was dope. Where were you? Uh, where were you guys painting? And I was riding around today till about eleven thirty. Oh, we didn't start, um, we didn't get out there till one. Oh, okay. And I remember that's when I called you. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if they're a couple, but it was. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about because when I was leaving, they were a block down and they were doing that. Oh, yeah, they were screaming at each other. And the guy in the wheelchair, he was screaming. He's like, you're not fair to me. You're just mean to me. He just kept yelling that. Man, I was standing in like across the street, and man, I was trying hard not to laugh. <laughs> I mean, he was probably really like hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, "You wouldn't let me take a pull that bottle," and but I busted on laughing. <laughs> I couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> Who was he? Wasn't talking to you though. Huh? No, he was talking to like the because he's in a wheelchair and he has one leg, and there's a lady pushing him. Oh, and they they were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> But he's just screaming and like top of his lungs, you're mean to me. <laughs> you're always unfair to me. <laughs> it was hilarious, but like all the other people, did, man, it would, like Sky Point is busy. Damn. And like there was a lot of people walking around, man. People like were walking across the street and stopped in their tracks and like looked over at them and like they were screaming. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Damn. I think it scared them. I was, to me, I, it made me laugh. I always hear some commotion. Remember, you know, that place where I lived, that there's that little, I don't know, it's not really much of a park, but it's... it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it a park. I can't even remember the name of it, but it's basically just a... It's a, called Division a, Park. A, a corner or a triangle of grass. Yeah. But it's a, it's a popular hangout for uh. some of our street denizens. <laughs> street denizens. And the, and the other night, they were... I went went to take the trash out and I heard somebody cussing around. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. That little community, our people's park or community park or something. Yeah, but it's the park. one that's that's closest to the church. Remember, uh, is it Rias Church? Okay, yeah, 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 it's yeah. right there. That that little part is where I was talking about. But that's the where they were triangle. Yeah, and uh. man, they were just f this, and there was some girl and some guy just going, and there's there was a lot of them. Yeah, and but those two were the loudest. They were Probably the same too. Going off, it, it was kind of it was like this. It was kind of you know getting dark and yeah, I yeah, yeah. couldn't really see over there. But kind of stood there and I listened to them and I was like, man, but for the grace of God, yeah, there go I, there go I. Could and be it, easily be me. Lord have mercy. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I think episode 41, 47. forty-one, forty-seven. Oh man, forty-one was like I'm gonna take it back into time. Six weeks ago, a month and a half ago. It's like a long time ago. Whatever, you don't even Whatever, know that what was totally says. yesterday. <laughs> okay, episode 47. I think it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. Yes, sir. So thank you out there. 
those of you that listen to unspoken words and spread the unspoken words gospel billy graham style we appreciate you guys we love you all over flat earth we appreciate you unspoken words we're peacing out shouldn't i think i'm getting used to that deuces <laughs> what's up holler at your boy this is your favorite indian jcb Randy B, a.k.a. Pot Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, a.k.a. Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.